Hi, this is Scott Johnson, artist of Extra Life at MyExtraLife.com, and you're listening to Alpha Geek Radio. Okay, I know we're not all the way filled back, but we're awesome. And you have to welcome Kristen back to Phoenix Comic Con for her second year. Get real loud. One, two, three. Welcome back. I was just. Um, you have oh, to get right on. in the mic. Oh, there it is. Hello. I was just tweeting True Mud back there. I was taking a picture of the screen from behind. It's so cute. It was fun. All right. So we do have a few things. Um, the first one, I was with you last year for this, and one of the big questions was trying to get spoilers. Ah. And you were very good not to give it. But you're going to try again. No, I just want to know, because you had said that we would be very, very surprised. Yeah. And that was what you gave us. Were you referring to the Pam turning Tara? Yeah. Okay, good. We got it. I got that. Awesome. Right? That was all I wanted. I know you won't do spoilers. I thought that was unexpected, because I tried to kill her the whole season before. Right. right? Yeah, it seems a little odd, but... Right, it's good. unexpected in the regular world. In the True Blood world, it's more normal. Right. So, speaking of True Blood, every year Pam's wit gets a little sharper yeah. and a little quicker. Yeah. And do you have any role in this, or is this all writers? That's 100% the writers. Oh. I have not changed one word. Oh, nice. Yeah, it's really a great position to be in where you're handed those lines. Okay. Thank you. Yeah. I was just curious. Yeah. I didn't know if you had some... Yeah, the wardrobe, the writing is really all these wonderful people. Okay. Well, and this is a little bit off topic, but do you consider vampires your favorite supernatural creature? Yes. And I, you know, have a, a lot of fun making fun of the other supers on the show because, you know, I just think that once their superpowers kick in, they go back to their trailer and the animal wranglers bring in the dogs or the owls or, the, you know. So I feel like once things get super, I still get to play the part, which I think is really fun. I'd hate to have to hand it over to... I mean, I, I love animals, but, you know, I'd hate to, like, go... And then, uh, I, you know, I would actually never get to be super. Okay. Um, so, vampires aside, what superpower would you want to have? Um, I had a discussion with Sam Trammell about this. Was it Sam? And... Uh, because a lot of people pick invisible and, or flying like those, it comes down to invisible or flying a lot. And I took invisible because, well, I was wondering if when you're invisible, you'd leave a fingerprint and we decided no. And then, so that's why I took invisible because I could do anything I wanted. And I think it was Sam who said, so you're picking basic lawlessness. <laughs> like, like this, you want to commit crime? And I said, yeah. <laughs> so I think that would be really great because you could steal, you could kill, like <laughs> only bad people. So you'd aim it at the bad people? Yeah, I'd, okay. I'd take care of business in a Pam fashion. Nice. So you're aiming at the bad people with your superpower, but you keep being cast as evil characters. Yeah. Are you afraid of being typecast at all, or are you choosing these evil roles on purpose? I have you know, been doing this for 20 years, and True Blood is now we're five years into it. And for the first 15, I wasn't ever cast as somebody who had any edge whatsoever. And I was enjoying playing the dumb blonde role. You know, I really 
admire what Jason Stackhouse is doing, what Ryan Quantin is doing, because I look at that and go, oh, he's, he's good. He's on it. Like, I, I played that role for a long time, and he's just subtly brilliant and so opposite the character. So the fact that now I'm typecast as something that I wasn't allowed to do makes me love this typecasting. And there may be a point where I'll want to do something else, but I've had so many varied roles in my career that I'm okay, I'm okay with it. I, I haven't been stuck here for 20 years. Okay, good. Um, at this point, if it's on this side tonight, our line is over here. If you all want to start lining up to ask your questions, I'll talk to her for a couple minutes more, and then it's your turn. Sound good? All right. Um, is your husband with you today? He's not. He's back taking care of the dogs and the cats. Oh. Well, do you ever yes. join him? Oh, sorry. Go. You had a better question. He just said I have a very good husband, which uh -huh. I do. Do you ever join your husband when he gives his performances? Like, do you sing or play tambourine or anything? <laughs> or the triangle. Um, I don't. I... I can sing in a limited fashion, so I've, I've, in, doing it live would really be frightening for me, but I have thought about doing backup or a duet or something on, the, on his next CD because, you know, it would be a controlled environment and we could get it just right. But I've brought it up a few times and he goes, hmm. <laughs> and then I don't hear anything about it again, so... I thought, yeah, he doesn't really, like, ask me to come to the set, you know, and maybe I could be an extra in one of your scenes. I'd, I'd probably have the same reaction. <laughs> so, I mean, so far we're keeping our careers separate. Okay. How about over here? Um, my question is, uh, in what way do you feel that your character has developed the most over the course of the entire series? I think that the big general arc has been to go from having no sentimentality or soft side at all to having deep vulnerability in moments, mainly with Eric. But that has been really amazing to have her underbelly exposed. Hello. Hi. Um, I just want to say that my favorite Pam moment was when you said blah blah vampire emergency blah. I think yeah. that was incredible and hilarious. And I was just wondering what was your favorite line or favorite scene to do? Um, you know what's funny about the lines that catch on I don't actually know when we're filming them that I'm doing a good job or that that's going to be a line that people will say back to me. I, it's really, I remember shooting that day, and I kept coming in and doing it. And nobody said a word to me on the set, not the director, Alex. Nobody thought that it was anything exceptional. So then when I do the conventions and people request it for me to write it. I think, oh, okay, I guess I did that one right. And then I go, went back to the writers, and I was telling that writer, you know, that line was, is really, that was a good one, good job. And he said, what line? What line? I said, blah, blah, vampire emergency, blah. He goes, oh, right, yeah. And then Alex said, when did you say that? <laughs> And I said, it's so interesting being on this set because if you're doing something well, no one says anything because the day is about fixing problems. So the directors just, if they say nothing to you, you assume that you're fine. But that means that you never get feedback. So when I'm trying to make a line land, like I love this line, I know it's one of those lines, I want it to be good, I'll say... Am I funny? And they go, uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, it's hilarious. 
because everyone's so tired. So it's interesting to hear back. And so for me, filming that, I couldn't feel anything. You know, I I didn't. I was just doing my job and hitting my mark. And and but there were other scenes that I could feel in the moment, and those were. There are always scenes where I'm one-on-one talking to somebody because the big, huge scenes take so long to shoot and there's so much going on that it's just, you know, sort of this endless... It's weird. It's like Groundhog Day. Like, nothing ever progresses and, you know, you just keep going back into the same room. And... But... There was a day with Stephen Moyer when uh, Pam and Bill are in his office when her face is rotting. And they put all my scenes with him on one day. So I spent the whole day just with one other actor. And that felt really... We had so much fun. And then also I've had a couple of scenes like that with Eric, Pam and Eric. And one of them was that I could really feel was being released... That scene was so sad to me. And it was sad reading it, and it was sad shooting it, and it was sad rehearsing it, it was sad at the table read. Like that, you know, we could really feel. It was sad, wasn't it? It was totally heartbreaking. So, not that it was fun, but it's rare that the experience of shooting the show is anything related to the feeling of watching it. And, you know, the big, exciting, dramatic scenes are tedious to film. Boring, tiring, tedious. So it's ironic, you know. And the one-on-one scenes really feel great. Hi, thanks for Hi. coming. Thank you. Um, I just wanted to say you do the evil lady so well. Thank and, like, you. My hat's off to you because I didn't know you did dumb blonde roles before. I did. It's a lot of versatility going on there. Yes. Um, and my question was, I know you work with a lot of like really awesome actors like Alexander Skarsgård mm-hmm. and attractive. Um, so <laughs> I was just wondering if there were any like funny cast moments you had because I know you've been working together for yeah. five years, right? Yeah. We have endlessly funny moments. And then when we're together again, we reminisce about them. Remember in La Puente when you tripped or whatever it is? And uh, there are some that are exceedingly funny. And I just got a text from one of our directors who said, How are you? We miss you. And remember in season three when that stunt girl, she was supposed to run... Uh, let's see, who threw me across the room? So Bill and Pam had a fight, and I collateral silver him, and then I'm on him, and then Sookie gets me with a chain around my neck, and then Yvetta, the stripper Yvetta gets me. But somehow I get thrown across the room, and I'm supposed to hit the stunt pole with my back. So the poor stunt girl had to run across the room, turn her back, fling herself through the air, and hit the pole. So we're watching it on the monitor. (laughs) And she kept missing the pole. So what we'd see... (laughs) We'd see this person fly through the frame and and, and land somewhere... She kept missing the pole, take after take. And to us, it became <laughs> exceedingly funny to just watch her fly through the frame. Nope. Okay, going again. It was, and it, things just become remarkably hilarious. And we were just shooting something with a lot of stunts um, that I shouldn't say who it is, but there was something that kept going wrong and then it's usually stunt related but the moon goddess season four so the vampires are outside moon goddess so there's me eric bill jessica and jason and we're getting pulled into the force field 
this is probably the funniest thing uh, to be there. I don't know if it's funny in a story, but the director came out and said, so let's start shooting where you're being pulled into the force field. So you're being pulled in and you, you, you're going to die when you hit this thing but, and you're resisting, but you, you can't, you're losing. And I'm like, uh, so do you have any idea how I'm supposed to like physically accomplish this? And then Michael, the director said, no. (laughs) And I look and Steven and Alex are already looking at me like this is going to be funny. (laughs) And I said, okay, wait a minute, wait a minute. Before we do the first take, let's have a pact that we won't make fun of each other. Because we need to have, like, a safe space to try this. And Alex and Steven said, no way. (laughs) And what they knew, and I realized imminently, was that they were about 10 feet from the camera. But they had placed me back by the van, ooh, about 50 yards. So I'm going to have to do whatever this is. For the first time in front of people, like I didn't practice at home for like 50 yards. So they went, oh, and took Alex with his long legs, took like two steps and was off camera. And they just went step, step and turn around. And they're like this. So there's the camera, Eric's face and Steven's face and then Jessica. And I'm, <laughs> like, like trying to figure out, like, you know, men in black, you know, when that alien inhabits that guy's body or, like, and, <laughs> and it didn't go so well for me. And I just see Stephen, Alex, and, Jess- and Jessica, um, Deborah just dying laughing. And I get halfway and I go, come on, you guys. (laughs) And the director goes, cut. And the entire crew, which is like 50 people, dies laughing. (laughs) The director comes out. He can't speak. He's laughing so hard. He's doubled over. And he finally goes, I won't use that. And then Stephen, Alex, and Deborah realized they could relive it. They could watch it again and replay. So they go, let's watch it again. And they ran over to Video Village and asked the guy to play it again, to play it back. <laughs> and I had to watch them like, <laughs> And still, they go, hey, Kristen, how's it going? when I come in in the morning. So they ended up realizing this isn't going to work. So a human body actually needs something to fight against. You can't fight against air and make it look normal. So they put ropes around our waist and got the biggest like grips and transport guys and they pulled us. And we fought really hard against that. And then special effects took out the ropes. So that's what you saw. Thank you, that was hilarious. Yeah. Hi. Hi. You are my favorite vampire of all time. Of everything I've ever seen, Thank you are my you. absolute favorite. Thank so anyway, you. I wanted to say of all the episodes that have aired, what was your favorite one to film? Your favorite episode with Pam? Yeah. Um, it's funny because, again, the experience of filming it is so different than the experience of watching it. And you know how that is. I mean, if you see yourself in a vacation video or hear your voice on an answering machine, you know, you're like, do I sound like that? You know, so it's the same for actors. Is you look at it, you're like, huh. Wow, that's what I, I look like doing stuff from the outside, you know. So I enjoy watching the other scenes better but um, so I kind of in my memory love the ones where we reminisce like that where we're like remember La Puente 
And you did that silly walk. And then, and we have so much fun. That whole sequence was five nights. And that happens at the end of the year. The big scenes will be a week or so to shoot, just like a four-minute scene. And we're all together. So I got into acting because I needed to find a way to feed myself. But also, I once I got on a set, I just loved being on a set. So I think a lot of people would want to be an actor. It looks from the outside like it's very glamorous and you get big houses and things and you walk down red carpets. All of that is... Um, a, two percent and of it and also it's not the day you know what I mean like all of your jobs come down to the room you go into and the people that you spend 40 hours a week with it can be hell or it can be amazing and I just loved being on a set so a lot of times those big five day sequences when we're all together we laugh and laugh and laugh and the, and I'm so lucky. I don't know about the other worlds, but the vampire world is awesome. And, you know, when we, I get to be with Ryan or some of this guest cast, oh, my God, these are some of the funniest people. And Ryan loves to try to make the other actors genuinely laugh and ruin the take. <laughs> so... <laughs> In that La Puente sequence, and this happens often, he will, we can't look at him. So when the camera is like on, you know, it'll be over his shoulder onto me or over my shoulder onto him, when we can get away with it, because he's so funny, he's here, we look over there, because we're like, oh my God, and I'm supposed to be being mad. And he is genuinely just hysterical. And I think laughter is just such a pleasure. Life is full of so much stress. And so those are my favorite moments I'll remember. Okay, thank you. Yeah. Okay, first off, I want to say that you're fantastic and gorgeous. Oh, well, thank you. You're welcome. Um, but my question is, since Pam is all fancy and pastels and all that, what's your favorite color and is it the same as Pam? I uh, really love pink as well, and but I this I don't even know if black is a color, right? Isn't it like weird? They tell you once in a while white they or black. It's a shade. It's a shade. <laughs> it's uh, I've gotten to like this black thing. I don't know what, it just, maybe it's easy, it goes with everything, or it just looks cool on camera. But I've gotten into all these various, like, vinyls, and it's just the most fascinating world that I'm in with Pam. Well, thank you. Yeah, yeah. Thank you very much for coming to Phoenix. Yes, thank you. And again, I love you both in and out of costume. What was that last part? That I love you in and out of costume. Oh, thank you. So my question is, is if the directors came to you and let you have one change completely yours on the show, what difference would you change? Um... Probably, it, the first we'd have to change the name would be like the Pam show we could, <laughs> right? And then True Blood, you know, like, no. Um, I mean, I, there's been things I've thought at times, mainly I've loved, not even mainly, I think I've just loved everything. But, you know, last year, it was funny for me to not be in with my buddies who are all at the authority. So I'm there in Fantasia, you know, and getting to know Rutina, which was really awesome. We ended up having a lot of fun working together. But I would, you know, in you know, my break, I'd go over to the authority set, hey, guys, what are you doing? And I'd see them having a ball and laughing with each other, you know, like, oh. 
Do you guys miss me? Huh? What? Do you miss me? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We right? You got you guys. Kristen's here. <laughs> so there have been some things that I've thought. Oh, I want to be included in that. They went down last year. That authority crowd went down to New Orleans to shoot for a few days, and we shoot in L.A. and within an hour of L.A. And I thought, oh, I kind of wanted to be part of that. So I would probably write every scene with, I like being with my people that I know. You know, I'd have every scene be Bill and Suki and Eric and Pam and now Tara. And then I'd throw in Jason and Deborah. So yeah, it'd be the vampire show. <laughs> and Suki and Ryan. Thank you. Hello. Hi. Um, I love you as Pam, but I also loved you as Maleficent. Thank you. Once you. upon a time. Right? Right? Finally, Maleficent is a blonde. Blondes have more fun. <laughs> um, I'm wondering if they're going to do any more backstory on Maleficent, because you get this little hint of who she is, but right. not how she got there. Yep. I'm wondering, too. I have no idea, and but I did see something on Facebook or Twitter. I can't remember... I was trying to read it on my phone somewhere, and so I didn't get the whole story. But I clicked on the link, and it was something about the creators mentioned that Maleficent and her backstory could happen. And I don't know if anyone saw that, but I was happy to see it. You know, I know they're done filming for this year, but hopefully next year. Because I, I really, I was flying up to Vancouver on the weekend to shoot the last scene and hadn't gotten through the whole thing because once I, again, you know, when you're a super and you turn into a dragon, I'm home and then some animator somewhere is doing it. So I didn't actually read the part that was, you know, the, the guy animating it. And so I think the night before I went to the set, I'm like, holy shit, they killed the dragon. Wait, I'm the dragon. Are they killing me? And uh, so I asked the creator, and he was very vague. Oh, you know, who, you know, don't win. And, and so I don't know how that works. Then the mist came in, which I hoped changed my death. I thought it was too early to kill off an infamous character. Like Maleficent is, you know, even we if I didn't agree. play her, right? We all agree. Yeah, so I hope it happens. Thank you. Yeah. Hey, Kristen. How you doing? Good, thank you. Hey, my question is, um, you know, I watch a lot of TV shows, but I don't watch them because I think the makeup people do a really poor job, but your makeup people for your whole staff and crew is amazing. Do yeah. each one of you get your personal makeup person, or is it they shared? We're sh we share, and... I have been really lucky in the makeup department, and um, last year was my favorite year for hair. I had an amazing girl, and um, a human just crawled past you, behind you. <laughs> <laughs> Things that only happen at conventions. And, and, and the makeup people are really incredible and work very hard because they don't get to just do one of us. And I've had two makeup people on the show, and both are two of the best makeup people I've worked with ever. And I can't even tell you how lucky that is. No, you can totally tell because every single star on that show looks amazing. And yeah. it's just, you're so beautiful people. And, like, and I can't stop watching because these are so beautiful. Yeah, you know, they really... <laughs> hooked on the show I'm watching you guys. Yeah, they're really, really, really good. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> Hi, you, there you are, upright. Yeah, I, I have a, I have a hurt foot, so. Oh, shame. <laughs> I was wondering if you have read the books and how you feel about the differences between the show and the books. I haven't read the books. When I got the role and realized after filming for a week or so that 
the show was based on books. I went and got the books. And I was reading, as season one went, the scripts, I was reading the first book. And they were very similar with almost, my dialogue was almost the same. And, but subtly different. And I started to get confused. And so I thought, you know, I'm going to stop. Like, I'm just going to do the script because that's what I have to deliver. And then on hiatus, I thought, well, I'll read book two because I'm curious what they're going to do season two. But Pam wasn't really in book two very much. And so then I thought, well, this isn't really informing me about my job. And I don't know what they're going to write. And then if there was a lot of Pam in book two and the True Blood people didn't write a lot of Pam, my feelings would be hurt. So I thought, well, now I don't even really want to... I don't want to set myself up for a loss. So I stopped reading them, and my mother was reading them. So I would grill my mother (laughs) and give her homework, and then... She would say things, because she's a widow. She said one day, I really enjoy the books. It's my whole sex life. And I was like, oh, you know, I thought, okay, not going to ask her about the books anymore. That was gross. And then um, I got married and was like, hey, you should read these books. They're really good, I hear. So I was trying to get him to read them. And he was reading for a while. And, and so the, I really, but then it started veering. You know, as of season four with my face rotting, there was no parallel to the book. So I thought, you know, I'm going to wait until True Blood is done, hopefully in 17 years. And, you know, when I am retired somewhere, I will sit down and enjoy Charlene's version. Because I think it's, I would think it would be great as a viewer to have the shows be different enough that you don't know what's going to happen. And I find that when I have a book that I love, I'm always disappointed when I see the movie or the TV show. And vice versa. Because you picture it a certain way. So I think it's nice that they're different. Thank you. Yeah. Hello. Hi. Um, my question sorry, is, um, Pam is now kind of like a vampire mommy. She's turned her first. How do you think it has changed her? Um, and how do you think she feels about being a mother vampire now? Yeah, I think that Pam probably never wanted to be a mother and tried to just birth her and drop her off, you know, at the street corner, you know, put her in a basket and send her down the river, you know, good luck. Um, But it really took holding Eric over her head to get her to do it. You know, that was the deal. You repair my relationship with Eric and I'll save your friend. And see ya. You know, I, I did my part of the bargain. And I think, it, well, it was really fun for Routina and I to find the subtlety of, I don't want you, but now I'm stuck with you, but actually I can empathize with you because they're very similar characters, actually. And that was fun for us. And then, of course, it went from I hate you, I want to kill you, to now I'm stuck with you, to now... You're kind of hot. <laughs> so we've enjoyed that whole thing. You know, I like that these relationships are complex because I think that would be a side effect of immortality is, you know, like Alex and I joke. We're like, so he's your daddy, but you used to fuck. <laughs> and we're like, it was like a hundred years ago. That's weird. No, it's not. It's been a long time. So, you know, I think if you're around forever, we always say, yeah, the first 50 years were passionate and then (laughs) things cooled off. 
So you could morph into another, another whole person. I mean, as humans, we do that over our lives. If you think back to who you were in high school, there's some thread that's still you, but you, we really change. Hopefully, we evolve in a lifetime. So if you had a 1,000 years, and that's what keeps it fun for the writers and for me. Thank you very much. Thank you. Hi, Kristen. Hi. Thank you for coming out. Thank you. For you over the show's run, what's the grossest scene you've had to film? Um, yeah, I think... Let's see, there's so many. <laughs> it's always pretty fun to shoot that stuff. It's not as gross in person. It's funny, actually. Um, But there's been a couple of moments, they're just moments, where it gets gross. But they're just odd little moments because the first season when we staked Long Shadow, he just vomited blood for minutes on Sookie. And they put a hose up one side of his body, like a garden hose, and shot it from the other side. And Anna is such a trooper, she just had to take it. (laughs) And the director said, the first shot, I need that blood to hit your face with your eyes open. So she knew what was coming and was like, okay. And if you looked at it on the monitor or from your living rooms, it looked gross. But for us you see a hose running over to a big orange ladder to the top of a ladder with two large men that look like construction workers, like pouring gallons of stuff labeled blood into a funnel. You know what I mean? It's not gross. It's funny. You're like, ha, ooh. <laughs> so, but I remember I wanted a picture of myself with the magister's head. I was walking by a table like this, set up outside the stage, and I saw these little pieces all over. So I went over. I was like, oh, is that brain? And I said, yeah. I was like, oh, cool. And they were going to stuff the head, and then they threw it, and it exploded when it hit, I guess. I was, see, I wasn't there when they filmed that. But I picked it up and was like, Oh, 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 God. It actually feels like you might imagine brain. And then I wanted a picture of myself with the head. So I was fine. I picked it up. Ooh, heavy. Yeah. Um, ooh, in the flesh, I can feel like the beard. You guys did such a good job. This is really amazing in the beard. And the eyelashes, the longer I admired it, I realized, wow, this probably does feel like a dead human head would feel. It's squishy, it's kind of cold. And I handed the person my iPhone, and as I was holding it and the beard was touching my cheek, I started to freak myself out. I'm like, take the picture, take the picture. It's a button in the middle, it's a button in the middle. Oh my God. And by the time I put it down, I'd really, yeah. Those guys are super, super good. Thank you. Yeah. Hi there. Thank Hi. you so much. True Blood is, is probably my most favorite series I've ever watched. Oh, I good. think it is so amazing. And good. I think everyone does an amazing job. Yeah. And I love, first, of course, I hated Pam. Yeah. You know, she's too much of a girly girl, you know. Yeah. But then I love, I, I did really like to see the softer side develop. Yeah. I really appreciate what you do. Um, the question I have, of course, it, you know, your character has so much to do with fashion, and you said mm-hmm. you've adopted a lot of the, I mean, there's a lot of fetishy, risque, and, and risque subject material along with the gore. So I was wondering how, like, for real, you know, that stuff is handled because it's really put out there and a lot of stuff that I know, you know, go in the basement, the chains, that whole thing, and then the romance that's involved, you know. Yeah. So how, how is that kind of handled? And did you, you know, did the whole show hear much of a backlash because of that? I don't, I'm so sort of 
uh, I've gotten even more oblivious to the reaction of how things land out there. And one reason is because I've been working so much on my own project, mainly animals, mainly elephants in Africa at the moment, that every second I'm not on the set, thank you, I'm working super hard on trying to save the species. So I, I go to the set, and then I go do that other thing. And there's, it's actually become a joke at how out of it I am. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, um, and the, the joke has become that all I really care about is Pam. And, you know, yeah. um, it, it happens all the time, you know. So now we'll, I'll see Sam walking from the other stage, and they'll go, that's Sam Trammell. He is in Merlots, which is also on this show. <laughs> you know, so there's the dumb blonde thing. And really what's happened is I am just so focused on doing a good job as Pam and a really good job on saving a species in another country. But I, the other thing is that is part of that personality is the show is so huge and every department is so amazing. I think that's one reason why the show is so good because I, I've never seen this in 20 years where this, the people who do the set design, unbelievable. I can just walk around those sets. We've got some sets this year, some characters where they, we go to see where they live. We've never seen where they live. Amazing. And then, the, you know, we all walk in in these different wardrobes. Oh, my God. And I go to the costume designer, Audrey, you're remarkable. And each department, I don't have to worry about it. Like, it's so nice to step out of, I'm... I'm good at worrying, and I have a rather extensive life now with these different projects. And there's so much that I have to control and worry about. True Blood, not one of them. I walk in, I hit my mark. You know, somebody writes beautiful dialogue. Someone else comes up with amazing clothing. The makeup person, I can practically sleep in the chair and step out of it looking like Pam. And... Um, the camera people, they're on it. That's the great thing about a, a show in six seasons. And the really great thing about HBO and Alan Ball's production team, they assembled amazing people. And we do our thing, and six months later it airs. And I sort of watch it like, oh, okay, that's not a scene. I'm not in this scene. Okay, I can relax. Oh, wow, look at Joe, that Joe dude. Wow, he's good. Like, ooh, wonder what's going to happen now, you know? (laughs) And then, you know, oh, oh, there I am. Okay, cool, fine. Um, Back to, oh, wow, wow, Sookie's got magic fingers. You know, I mean, I can be a fan of the show and be on it. So I really have no idea. Yeah, and that's awesome. It's awesome to have such a well-rounded life, and I, I definitely applaud that. Oh, thank, thank you so, you. so thank much you. for coming. Yeah, thank you. you. Have a great day. Hi, Kristen. I'm Hi. Larry. Hi. Um, I'm a huge fan of yours in the show. Oh, um, good. What I think is amazing is what you've brought to the character of Pam and how complex the relationship is between you and Eric. Mm-hmm. Um, where do you draw from for that uh, complexity? Well... How I always approach things is I read the scene and I get an initial feeling of what it should be. And for me, that's usually the one I go with. I I find the more I think about it, it doesn't necessarily get better. So I try to pay attention to that immediate impulse. And then I will put into, okay, so what of what Pam is feeling can I borrow from what Kristen is feeling? So what do I have to make up and what exists? So I got really lucky that Alex and I get along. So if I have a scene where I'm worried he might die, I can just think about Alex dying. 
And that's really nice. Not think of Alex dying. <laughs> But instantly, I'm sad. You know, I'm emotional about it.、Um, and then there's the areas where I go, okay, I have to make this up. And and it also it feels like over the years, you. The, the scenes that we shot before are in there still. So if they're adding another layer to, say, with Rutina, you know, I hated her. I'm good at now. I've practiced hating her. You know, I did it for a year. I can walk in and just hate her. If they add, oh, there's a moment where you feel for her, then I really like Rutina. So I can just. Put that in and not lose what I've been doing for a whole season, and that's the other luxury of this show. You know, when you do network shows like CSI, every episode stands on its own, and the characters stay fairly consistent. For us, you really kind of have to watch HBO shows from the beginning. You want to start with first year of any show you watch, Deadwood, The Wire, you know. Because these characters evolve over years, like we do in life, like you get to know people in life, and so you get this slow morphing, and it feels natural. I think it looks natural, so it's a it's a real luxury for us. Definitely.、Um, will you say hi to my wife, Liz? Hi, Liz. Where's Liz? She's in the back. Thank、Hi,、you. Liz.、Um, my Hi. Mom lets me watch the show, but my eyes are mostly covered for half of it.、Um, Just half. Would you ever date Count Dracula? Hmm. There's so there's been so many Count Draculas. I feel like we need to discuss which Count Dracula. I don't pay attention. To right,、that. like. Is there a new one? What? Oh my God! See what I mean? Like I'm off saving elephants. I'm like, huh? Yesterday I found out there was a new Superman. Um, who's playing the new Dracula? Interesting. He seems like he'd be complicated, right? I like my men a little simpler. Wasn't Gary Oldman right? The Bram Stokers. I wouldn't date him, but if I was like the love of his life, like he proposed, like you wouldn't want to just date him because then when he was tired of you, you might be dead. <laughs> but if he, if I was the love of his life and he'd turn me, sure. And then, of course, I'd totally date Count Chocula. Hi, Kristen.、Um, Hi. I'm sitting here and I'm thinking, "Holy crap, it's Kristen Bauer."、Uh, <laughs> do you ever have that like that moment where you're like, like you're holy、talking? crap, that's yeah, me? Yeah, yeah. Well, no. No. Go ahead.、Uh, where you're talking to somebody and you step back into yourself and you think, "Holy crap, I'm really talking to." Yeah. I do have that. I'm trying to think.、Um, I I've had that with other actors, and I've had that with people I admire, like Jane Goodall. Those ones really got me.、Um, but I've had those are those ones are like, wow, this person is exceptional, and then. The ones where I've had run like, wow, holy crap!、Um, I met Danny DeVito last week and was talking to him for a bit, and I'd never met him, and I'd been watching him my whole life, and so I couldn't help but just like every twenty minutes or so, you think, oh wow, that's Danny DeVito. Let's go. That's so awesome, and Schwarzenegger, you know, people like that. You just, huh? <laughs> you can't help it. I mean, because 
I understand that when you watch people on TV, you, especially this happens to me if I watch a show real concentrated. Like Battlestar Galactica, I watched the whole thing in like a month because I was on a lot of planes. Yeah. So when I met, um, oh my God, number six, Trisha Helfer, I was like, uh. <laughs> It was really awkward. <laughs> and she actually, I don't know, I guess the way that I said to her people, oh my God, I want to meet her. And they hadn't seen True Blood. They put me, I don't know, like I ended up just being in her photo line. And then she goes, hi. And I was like, I really think you're awesome. And then they took the picture. And I was like, no, I didn't want a picture. I was just... Thanks. It was. It was so uncomfortable. Thank you. Yeah. Um, what do you think of Twilight? I mean, I like you know Twilight's a nice time of day. Sometimes I'll have a. <laughs> Right? Like, the light's real pretty. And, um, or it's like when you're at the dentist and they give you that twilight. You know, you feel kind of good. <laughs> no, because she's a kid, I have to be serious for a moment. Um, I took my nieces to Twilight, who are not allowed to watch True Blood. And um, my husband halfway through was like, okay, and he left. <laughs> this is not for grown men, apparently, but I thought, you know, my nieces really loved it. And then I also found out my mother goes to them alone and has read all the books. And she said she just can't get her, like, elderly lady friends to go with her. <laughs> so she, she just go, I'm like, I don't need to know that. Hi, Kristen. Hi. Um, first of all, I was in the elevator with you this morning and I had this really horrible fangirl moment. So I just want to <laughs> thank you for being six inches away from me. Um, but my question has to do with um, your character development as Pam over the last couple seasons has been such a powerful counterbalance to all of the action that's been going on mm -hmm. and the kind of crescendo that they've been building on to the current season. And I'm not going to be the jerk that asks for spoilers. Um, but is there anything that you're particularly excited about in terms of your character and where she's going in the new season since we're kind of have a month to go to wait. I know. Uh, so is there anything that you're excited about that you got to do with the character of Pam in terms of the depth of her? Mm-hmm. I, um... <laughs> it's always so tricky. I'm moving into that time of year where I have to figure out how to say something, but I say nothing, really. <laughs> and nobody knows till later. You walk away and go... Wait, More what? Cryptic messages. Always good. Cryptic messages. Right? Yeah. Cryptic messages. I... There were... <laughs> there are some things I got to do this year that I... They were different, but really it was... You know, I love this. There were a couple of scenes where I'm talking to one other person. Like, I really liked, there was a speech I gave to Nelson, to Lafayette. Um, maybe I smile too much. Maybe I wear too much pink. But please remember, I can rip your throat out if I need to. And that was such a great paragraph. And I got a couple of paragraphs this year. There was one paragraph in particular I'm remembering that I did this season that I really loved. And I'm so hoping that when I see it, I'm like, yes, I did it. Because I cannot tell. Uh, and then I'm not saying that I kill anyone, 
But we realized at the end of season five, we're like, wait, has Pam killed anyone? No, I hadn't, which I thought was a gross oversight. So, um, you know, things get pretty dire this year. And we get to see how tough Pam is. I think it'll be wonderful. So thank you. Thank you. I'm sorry. I'm actually going to use that as our last question here. And you can have the last four minutes to talk about your personal projects. Oh, okay. I feel terrible about the man who just walked up to the mic and had to walk away. Um, So, yeah. So I'm, you know, last hiatus... I went over to Africa for a month. I always cry when I talk about it. It was amazing. And I'm also crying because I'm terribly sleep deprived, so I can't control any of my emotions. Thank you, thank you. <laughs> 30 minutes later, a pile of used napkins. You're wondering when I'll shut up. Uh, I, I um, really loved Africa. I really, I went to Kenya because there's a mass, mass, mass killing going on of the elephants and the rhino. So in the last year, wild rhinos in the wild have gone extinct. There, none left. And this is all for part, you know, this much of their, their massive bodies. So I went over to see what's happening and what can be done about it. And just to ask Kenyans what... How can we help you? So I'm putting together a movie, which is an astoundingly long process, I'm finding, doing it the first time, uh, uh, to highlight the great things that these Kenyans are doing and, you know, how we could all be part of the solution. So that's been kind of all-consuming. And, um, yeah, I, I, I was hoping to have it done by the time that we air, which <laughs> I'm so not going to get to do. Uh, now what I'm hoping is that on the hiatus, I can devote a lot more concentrated time to it. Getting 100 hours down to two is ridiculous. It, and I see why, you know, the True Blood editing room, you know, we shot episode one in January, and... I think it was done like a month ago. So these things just take a long time. But that's been a huge passion project of mine. And I, there's so many animals in the world that need help, you know, and people and children. You know, it's kind of amazing. And, you know, it's actually hard to look at. But I picked African elephants because my husband's from South Africa and his family's from Kenya. And uh, it, it was... A really, really great place. Great people. Oh, my God. They're very, very different from us. They don't have... um, They just don't want things. So I wasn't... Being from the West, that's sort of inconceivable to me. I'm not someone who actually wants a lot, you know? I still live in the same house and drive the same cars before True Blood. I like my Subaru. You know, it's great. And... So I'm not the most of the Hollywood types, but the African, oh, my God, they see so much joy in nothing. They are so happy. And it was really, really remarkable. You can't know that you're missing something that isn't there. You you know, it's impossible. Just, you know, how would you know something wasn't in your life that was never there. You aren't going to feel the loss. So when I went to Africa, I couldn't believe it. And I kept looking at these people thinking, I don't understand. Why are they so happy and so eloquent? And why am I so surprised that they're eloquent? And they would say things that were so wise. And I would think, I'm so surprised that this person with no shoes... And tribal clothing is wise. And then I thought, why am I surprised? I think as Americans, we think we need to save Africa. 
I'm not so sure, to be honest. I think we can learn as much or more from them as they could receive aid from us. Because I came, and my husband being African, he's like, why are you guys always trying to save us? (laughs) He just can't understand it. And I couldn't understand that he couldn't understand it. You know, clearly they need shoes. And he's like, clearly you people need to laugh more. So it's, it was really fascinating. It was not at all what I expected to perceive and to see. And um, I hope to put that into a 90-minute format that's enjoyable to watch. So we'll see if I can manage it. All right. Well, Kristen, I'm sorry and our time is up, but I thank you for joining us at Phoenix Comic Con again. Thank you so much, everybody.